Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way, our Southridge member podcast designed to help give you some inside scoops on things that are going on in our community. Uh, one of the things that we mentioned a couple of weeks ago was that we were going to start to diversify uh, some of the different voices and subjects that we addressed and on a monthly basis, try to hear uh, just simply from a next gen voice in our community. And so I'm excited for the first of those to be a young lady from our Vineland location named Hannah Coop. Hannah, say hi to everybody. Hi, everyone. Uh, it's great to have you here. And uh, we want to hear a little about, about your story, especially uh, as a graduate and alum of our Brave Girls program. But before we do that, just orient all of us from all of our locations to a little bit about you and your life and what you're up to. Uh, so give us a bit of that background for starters. Sure. So like you said earlier, um, I live in Vineland with my mom, my dad, and my sister Elise and my brother Nick, and I attend the Vineland Southridge location. Um, I go to Eden High School, and I'm currently in grade 12. Um, I love to swim. I've been on a competitive swim team since I was seven years old, and fun fact, I learned to swim before I could walk. At Eden, I do lots of sports like field hockey, swim team, ski club, and ultimate frisbee. Um, I also like to try new things. Um, I like to read, and I have a huge passion for working with kids. Um, so this past summer, I did the Leadership and Trading, or LIT, program at Camp Crossroads, and I had a blast. I was going to ask what you did this summer. So you were in LIT. What was your best LIT experience? I think the best experience was just, like, interacting with the kids and seeing the smiles on their faces and mm. hearing their laughter. Hmm. Did you have a favorite week during LIT? Uh, I loved Teen Week. Oh, okay. Yeah. All the girls were great. One of my kids was at Teen Week. That's cool. I noticed in your uh, activities uh, that you listed at high school and in sports that uh, cross country wasn't one of them. <laughs> uh, for those of you, I coach cross country at Eden, and so we're always looking for recruits. I notice you and your cronies do not uh, sign up. You kind of walk past us <laughs> and your other sports. So it's field hockey right now. Is that yes. right? Good, yes. good. Well, good luck with that. Um, other than that, anything you want to say as far as what you're up to these days beyond school and sports and stuff? Do you have a job? Do you like to do stuff on weekends? Um, I like to hang out with friends on the weekend. Um, I go to youth, and I have a part-time job at Tim Hortons. Oh, Tim Hortons. Very yeah. good. All right. I know a whole bunch of people at Tim Hortons. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, hey, let's talk about your story specifically as it's tracked through our Brave Girls program. Um I'm wondering, can you even think back to before grade six, which is the year one of, of Brave Girls, and just remember at all what life was like for you before being part of this? Do you have any memories of that? Or could you share any stories or examples of what you were, you know, what your world was like before that? Um, so before Brave, um, I just remember that I had some confidence in myself, but not enough to like the fullest potential. Um, like Carrie says at the start of the introduction of the Brave Girls program, uh, girls' confidence, um, highest confidence in herself peaks at age nine. And so I felt that this didn't fully fit me, but a little bit, um, because I wouldn't have full confidence in myself. Like, for example, in school, I wouldn't always like put my hand up or like say the answer because I wasn't sure if I had it right or I was just like worried if I had it wrong. So you could already feel that, even though I know Brave Girls starts at, what, 11? Yeah. Is that right? That. So already around that time, uh, you could kind of feel some of that shift in confidence kicking in, in very practical ways, like answering a question at school. Yeah. So I did. Yeah, I did feel that a little bit. 
Wow. Uh, did you notice it anywhere else, like in sports or with friends or anything like that? No? Not really, no. Not really. Okay. Um, so y you get first invited into our Brave Girls program. Uh, had you heard about Brave Girls before that? No, I hadn't. Not at all. So no, no. Uh, an email gets sent to your parents and your mom or dad comes downstairs and kind of introduces you to this what 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 did they just how did this get described to you uh, um so when I first got the invitation email um that I was selected for the brave program my first or my initial reaction was a definite no um, <laughs> <laughs> again good default to confidence I love it I realized that um this wouldn't be for me just because I didn't see myself um becoming a leader um however my mom told me later that day um, more about how like amazing the program would be with the fun monthly meetings, um, like the retreats and also of course the treats at the monthly meetings. Um, and so my mind started to change. The only thing that I was nervous about was the retreats. Um, if I didn't know anyone, mm -hmm. I was worried being the only one, um, in the program, but then like a day later, um, one of my friends had also gotten the invitation. Mm -hmm. And so that really transitioned my mind to um, eventually say yes. Sure, I'll give it a shot now because I know at least one friend. Were they from Vineland? Yeah, yeah, yeah they were. Okay, it probably makes, probably makes sense. <laughs> um, so you're getting this description of what this thing is like, again, with no pre-knowledge or awareness. Uh, what, what were your original expectations in joining into this? Um, so I remember I didn't have a ton of expectations other than that I wanted to have a ton of fun. Um, I was hoping that the retreats would entail like fun activities um, and that we would be able to learn more about what the program is all about. Um, and then one other expectation I had was just um, learning leadership skills and how to eventually become a leader and just apply it into my life. Even though you didn't see yourself as one at the time, you thought, well, yeah. maybe I'll learn something that will make me one one day Yeah, sort of a thing. Okay, uh, so you dive in, and starting at the beginning of grade six, that's the year one cohort, and our family life pastor, Carrie Jones, has been in this podcast before describing how this works. We have three uh, one-year intensives, mm -hmm. year one, year two, and year three, and you've experienced all three of those, and now are part of kind of the graduate group that we call the alum, or the female version, we were talking about this beforehand, the alumnae, is yes, that correct? Yes. <laughs> all right, I'm going to use that uh, terminology properly, hopefully. Um, can you just walk all of us who are not as familiar with the, the detail of this across our locations through how each year works? Like what's the difference between each of the three years? Yeah, so um, like you said, it's divided into three years plus alumni. So in the first year, it's just a big introduction to the program. Um, there's a fall and spring retreat in uh, Muskoka Woods. And there's just a brief long intro and application to the BRAVE acronym, which stands for Beloved, Therefore Beautiful, Resilient, Therefore Risk-Taking, um, Advocacy, Therefore Action, Valuable, Therefore Willing to Use My Voice, and Equipped, Therefore Empowered. So um, year one is main focus is all on that acronym. Um, for the second year, it's all about spiritual disciplines. Um, so there's a retreat in the winter at Jericho House. And it's specifically focused on how to apply these spiritual disciplines that can help us grow in our faith. Um, and then the third year is all about action and advocacy and how um, we can serve the community. Um, and then alumni is all about our interpersonal relationship with God and how we can deepen our faith. Hmm. Hmm. So 
the the first year is orienting you to all essentially five aspects yes. of a brave girl. Uh, the spiritual disciplines are the basically practices to strengthen how you relate to God. And then year three is specifically digging into the one letter, uh, the letter A, and yes. the whole year is intensive on mm-hmm. that. Cool. Uh, as I understand it, too, the in the alum era, it gives you a bit of freedom and flexibility to dig into some of those other letters as yes. you you or the group that you're with kind of is curious to, oh, I want to learn more about what it means to be equipped, therefore empowered, or th- things like yeah. that, right? So you, you get into some of the other other letters. Um, in your story, Hannah, as you think back to your experience, again, you're starting, you know, the beginning of grade six. Um, do you have memories of each of those years and some high points from each of them that were significant for you? Yeah, definitely. So in the first year, um, I really enjoyed the fall retreat um, because that was where we just um, built community and we just got to meet all the other girls. It was a big introduction to the program and just meeting our leaders as well. Um, I also loved when we watched, um, the brave movie from Disney, um, about Mm. Merida, that was really impactful for me. And it was amazing to just, um, learn that, um, we can do whatever we're capable of. Um, and then the second year I loved Jericho house and specifically the Lectio Divina we did, um, which means sacred reading. Um, so this was really cool um, because we got to experience God's word wash over us. Um, someone read out this passage for us um, five times. And so the first time we were to focus just on our breathing. The second time we focused on our imagination, um, trying to envision the passage. The third time um, we focused on what God was trying to reveal for us. And the fourth time is all about feeling. So what grabbed or pulled at our hearts and then the fifth time was intuition, and so what we were being invited or called to, and that was with Psalm 63. So I really enjoyed um, listening to that, and it gave me a new appreciation um, for God's Word. In the third year, I loved the winter retreat. Um, that was our sort of our graduation retreat, our last one all together. And so I loved the activities we did there. For example, we did a giant swing, and so it was really <laughs> cool um, to use our adventurous side um by going as far or as high up as we wanted and then just experiencing that lectio divina and giant swing those are are two totally different (laughs) kinds of experiences but uh yeah very cool how all of these different features of you know deeply serious and spiritual raw community time pure fun all can kind of coalesce together into a, a really powerful experience, yeah. can't it? Um, if, there, if there was one experience in the course of the three years, forget the alum era, we'll talk about that in a moment, but uh, in those three years of the formalized program that you would say had impact on you, uh, what would you say? Um, I would just say at the start of year one, the very first question that Ellen asked us at the leadership studio was what makes a woman beautiful? Mm. And I thought that was a great way to start the program because initially I would have thought like her hair, her clothes or her makeup. Um, But now it's all about those inner qualities, um, like being brave and courageous and strong. And so that really shifted my mindset a lot. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And I'm sure there's 
parents out there shouting an amen to <laughs> what this what this delivers. Uh, it's it's especially when you think about the the not just confidence but the self worth that kids have and the self worth that mm-hmm. that girls have. I've got a daughter who's now in the year two uh, program, and and as a parent, you see this and to to have the church in this way partnering with parents uh to send these messages to developing young kids and especially young girls is is super helpful and encouraging that's great um these days now you're a graduate uh of those three years and are part of this alumni group um first things first what would you say is different about you today. So we've talked about who Hannah was, you know, the end of grade five, beginning of grade six. I'm not even sure I'm a leader. Uh, I don't know anybody. I found a friend. Now I'm going to join this thing only because I can have the safety of a friend to today. What what are some of the biggest differences in who you are? Um, so there's been tons. Um, Brave has given me confidence. It's taught me how to get out of my comfort zone, taught me the importance of inner beauty and taught me how to be resilient um, and that when hard things try to knock me down, I can get back up. Um, it's also taught me how to use my voice. And most importantly, I've learned how to be a leader. Hmm. What uh, on being a leader, what would you say you've learned about being a leader, even about seeing yourself as a leader, knowing that one of the things that you didn't believe about yourself when you started was that you weren't a leader, but you thought maybe I'll learn something about it. What do you feel like you've learned on that? Um, so at the beginning of the fall retreat in the first year, there was this quote, um, it said, um, leaders are someone who looks at the world and says it doesn't have to be this way and does something about it. And so that's really, um, impacted me that, um, we don't have to be like, um, trying to solve like world hunger or poverty, but we can just in all our small everyday things with like volunteering or serving a kid's ministry. So I think that, my mindset with leadership has definitely changed mm. for the better. Yeah, I love that posture and even that that quote because it doesn't require a position, doesn't require a whole bunch of even followers at that point, right? It's mm-hmm. just about you and how you see the world and how you're going to relate to it, which is which is really terrific. Um, what do you feel that the Brave Girls program has most contributed to who you who you are today or who you're becoming? Um, so in alumni, we did, um, two years ago, our focus was on becoming his story. So basically how our story reflected, um, Jesus's story. And so, um, we shared our testimony with all the younger girls and parents. And so that was really impactful for for me because it eventually led me to becoming baptized. Hmm. Um, so I just felt like that was the next, um, step in my faith. And so Brave Girls just gave me lots of confidence just to, to take steps like that publicly, share yeah. in public, share your testimony in public. You know, the video for baptism is terrifying, isn't it? A little bit, I, yeah. <laughs> most people, it's such a bottleneck. And uh, yeah, that's great that you had the, the confidence to do that. Um, when you look at your life these days, real time, how would you say you're growing as part of this alum group? How are you, how are you growing these days? Um, so other than the testimony um, last year, we also dived into this book called Living Your Strengths. And so um, it was really cool because along with the book, it came with um, an online survey um, and it we had to fill it out. And then it gave us our top five strengths. Mm. And so for that year, we really focused on that, which is really cool because I didn't really know what my strengths were before that. So learning which ones I had and like how I could apply those to my life were really cool. Um, we even had like a retreat 
um, at the Fowler's house last year on this and just like talking about each and every one of our strengths and what makes us who we are. This is the strengths finder profile. Yeah. Do you remember what some of your strengths are? Um, I had achiever, learner, and those were my top two. Okay. Yeah. Achiever and learner. I remember, uh, I mean, we use this gang uh, in all kinds of different ways uh, around our church and around our leadership. And uh, thinking recently of our uh, promotion, I won't just say hiring, but our promotion of Alicia Ha, who is a brave girl leader herself, uh, but was working a day a week in our Jamco and now is our ministry services director. And one of the filters that we used was her strengths finder. And uh, two of her top five were those two. Uh, She had an achiever, she had a futuristic, and then she had a combination of uh, input and learner. So very similar. Like I'm I'm a Mm go-getter and I like to move stuff forward, but I also like to take in a lot of information and uh, you're kind of a sponge. So that's that's great stuff. Um, Anything else that you'd want to share just about your own journey these days of, of things that you're learning, either about, maybe not even just about yourself, but just about God and the world or the church or... Um, so I'm still learning how to be a good leader. Um, there's always more to learn with the qualities and how we can continually make an impact. Um, I'm also I'm trying to figure out um, my purpose. So also last year, our uh, focus was on passion and purpose. And so it's where your passions and your strengths lead to your ultimate purpose in life. So um, since I'm graduating grade 12 this year, I'm really trying to figure out um, where my life path um, is going. Hmm. I was going to ask that next, but I mean, just as a bit of a timeout, thinking about the people who are listening to this all across our locations and, you know, how many of us would be able to articulate our passion clearly and our strengths, you know, you know uh, from a self-awareness perspective and link those into our purpose or calling or, uh, I mean, how old are you now? 17, 16. 16. Yeah. So, you know, at 16, you're able to articulate this. You know, some of us are 60 and can't articulate this. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's just so, so cool to, to hear in that way. Um, getting into sort of what's next for you and your, your future. Um, what are some of the things now that you imagine for your future, either related to this or even just in general school, anything like that? Um, so I think next year I'd like to take a gap year and do a Cape and Ray, which is a Bible school. Um, I would like to go to the England one. And I think that would just be great to now that um, next year when I'm graduated, it'll just be a nice way to learn more about God before I go into my program at university. Okay. So a gap year at Cape and Ray. What uh, turns you on about Cape and Ray? What's uh... um, I've just like heard a lot of really good things about it. Um, when I was up at LIT this past summer, a lot of the people on summer staff had done them. So I had talked to a whole bunch of them and they said that it was definitely worth it. Okay. I wondered, I mean, Sarah Fowler is yeah. going to, uh, the, the England one now for mm-hmm. six months. You might not know this, but my sister runs the Cape and Ray in Japan. Oh, cool. So that's why I'm kind of making fun of it. So <laughs> I'm really not making fun of it, but my, my sister is deep into this. And, uh, so that's, that's pretty cool. Um, Anything that you kind of see for yourself after the gap year? Are you starting to think about university and what you might want to get into? Or Yeah, I think I'd like to get into business, um, maybe at Brock. Hmm. Uh, and, and is there any, anything, Hannah, in your future direction that uh, the Brave Girls experience has helped encourage? What do you sort of know for sure about your future based on uh, the influence that Brave Girls has had? 
Um, I know that like wherever I go, I know that I can be brave and courageous in it. And I know that um, God will be with me no matter what. And so I don't have to be scared if I'm like, if I don't know anyone doing the program or anything, because I know um, that like I have strength and he has given me it. Hmm. Hmm. Probably a a different uh, answer that you would have given at the end of grade five. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's terrific. Um, I said earlier that part of this podcast is to let uh, let the rest of us hear from some next-gen voices. So we want to get your take on some of this stuff. Um, I would say, first of all, based on your experience of Brave Girls, uh, how do you see, as a, as a participant in it who's kind of m- moving beyond it soon, uh, how do you see it improving and getting better for the future from your experience and perspective? Um, so I love how they invite every grade six girl because um, back when I got the invitation, they only hand-selected um, a certain amount of people, but mm-hmm. now every single girl gets the opportunity, which I think is awesome. Um, yeah, also- just to check in on that so that people understand, there there used to be, and I'm not, I can't really articulate what the criteria or discernment was, but there was discernment provided for which girls would get this magical invite and which wouldn't. Yeah. And we learned kind of retroactively that, that that wasn't the most productive way to go about this. And so mm-hmm. uh, nowadays we just look at every regular attender across our locations of the programs, especially the MS program in grade five, every regular attender gets an invite to this. Yeah. So if you're part of our church and you're in grade five and you're female, you get an open, there's an open invitation to this now. And I, I would agree with you that that's a, yeah. that's a huge upgrade and a huge improvement. Uh, anything else you see about it improving and getting better for the future uh, with regards to Brave Girls? Um, I like how they incorporate more activities like beyond the monthly meetings. So, for example, um, we went to Harriet Tubman's museum Hmm. um, one year. And then also just we get like a variety of speakers to come in just to change it up a little bit so the monthly meetings aren't too routine, which is really good. Okay, very good. Um, Similarly, how do you see the ministry like... It's always growing. It's always trying to get better. How do you, how do you see it growing and improving these days? Um, so originally the program was just consisted of the three years. And once you graduated after your third year, you had completed the program. Um, but some of the first year girls that had graduated um, third year, they were wondering, well, what's next? Because some of them were graduating at a really young age. And so that's where alumni came about. And so I love how that program exists because I would have asked the same question at the end of year three, like, what's next? Um, because I graduated at the end of grade nine. So it's nice just to have um, brave girls throughout my entire high school career. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm wondering about what in the what's next, what's going to happen when a bunch of you graduate from the alumni <laughs> and <laughs> you're done your gap years or you're still in Niagara and you still want to hang out and you still want to grow and develop and are we going to have a graduates of alumni group that (laughs) continues to form and what's going to happen when you're 30 years old and you Mm -hmm. guys are probably still going to be together, which is pretty cool. Um, one question that I would love you to, to just describe and speak into it's, it's not as detailed in the notes maybe, but hopefully off the cuff, you can give a bit of uh, color to this, uh, is what the term mish means. Uh, you guys have been uh, through some experiences and we've done some stuff. Uh, I don't want to say too much. Can you give us yeah. a bit of a description of what I'm talking about? When I say mish, what do I mean? Um, so the mish girls are 
um, up near Thunder Bay, um, really up north in Ontario. And so they also have a Brave program there. Um, and so it's been really cool because um, we've um, been talking with them and we've started to write letters to them. Um, and so it's really cool just to, um, when we get the letters back, and then we'll get to figure out more about who they are and just learning more about um, their personalities and um, what's happening there. And yeah. Yeah, Mish is a reserve five hours north of Thunder Bay and uh, is actually at this point the only other Brave Girl program in Canada. Yeah. So Ellen Duffield, who kind of imagined and designed how this would play out in a three plus year kind of a run, uh, has been working with us and has implemented this. And we've been developing this over the years here at Southridge. The only other place this exists is on this reserve uh, called Mish, north of Thunder Bay. And so, uh, you know, through the leader of that program, we've now created a bit of a relationship where, if I'm not mistaken, before the uh, letter writing started, there was an experience called the blanket exercise. Is that yeah. true? Can mm -hmm. you describe what the blanket exercise is and does or just walk us through what that what happened there? Well, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make that meeting. So, so, I so what did you hear happen there? <laughs> OK, so um, I heard that um, it was really impactful. Um, so from the summary, I heard that they had um, laid this blanket um, on the ground and everyone was walking around it um, and then um, parts of the blanket were folded in and so that was that acted as the indigenous land being taken away yeah. um, and so they would say like um, some people suffered from hunger or thirst or starvation and so um, eventually um, there was hardly anyone left walking around the blanket. And so that was just really meaningful um, for the girls just to um, see it, like other people's culture and what um, happened. Yeah, it experientially awakens people to the reality of Indigenous people in Canada. And mm -hmm. so it, it for those of us who've never experienced something like that, uh, it's quite an eye-opening and gut-wrenching and frankly heartbreaking yeah. experience. And, uh, you know, in many of the ways that God has worked among us to simply create awareness yeah. of issues of marginalization and suffering and even injustice, uh, this was that experience, it sounds like, yes. uh, to a number of the Brave Girls alum. And so coming out of that then... Uh, in the spirit of how we do ministry, we say friendship makes the difference. Uh, we started to create this letter writing back and forth. And so far, uh, you guys have written, I guess, one letter. Yes. And recently, Carrie Jones and Kathy Vandriel brought those to the Mish girls. And so now there's starting to be a bit of an exchange back yeah. and forth where they've got the opportunity to now read these letters. Apparently, it was pretty impactful. And now have uh, written letters that you guys will be getting uh, kind of in return, which is just the beginning of what a, what could be a really cool experience where mm -hmm. God could do some even more significant work. We're super excited about that. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you'd want to say just about Brave Girls and what it's becoming and how it could continue to grow and improve? Um, I just want to say that it's been like an amazing experience. I've loved um, every second of it. Um, and I just want to say that um, it's great to get put out of your comfort zone. Like I learned how to um, learn and grow in my faith and how to expand and grow within that. And so 
um, it's just been really impactful um, with all the activities that we've done and like even the challenges I know in the moment it was hard to be challenged but at the end I felt good because I had known I had grown hmm. uh, you know I hope that we're listening to this and and those of us who are listening to this from across our locations are hearing this from beyond just the brave girls experience that transformation often happens the most significantly when you're outside of your comfort zone. And I think about all the ways, whether it's life crises or questions of faith or, uh, you know, new ideas or things that, that as adults take us out of our comfort zone. And we resist that. We resist exposure to that. We want to stay comfortable. We want to stay secure and certain and, and, uh, you know, you're learning not just to be a brave person, but specifically to be brave in those moments and actually seek them out mm-hmm. to open yourself up, to get out of your comfort zone and have the confidence that that's often where God can do the most work. Super significant. Yeah. Um, anything that you want to say specifically to parents of brave girls or prospective brave girls participants that might be listening and might be the Hannah of four years ago who... Outside of finding out that a friend's going, is going to say, now nah, I'll take a pass. Um, I would just say that definitely encourage um, your daughters to do this program. I know my mom was really um, impactful in this where she um, really encouraged me to do it. And I'm so glad that she did. Um, it's an amazing experience um, and a great opportunity to just learn more about um, God, more about your faith, and ultimately just learning more about how to be an amazing leader. Hmm. Uh, similarly, anything that you'd want to say to our church in general, not just about Brave, but when it comes to empowering younger girls or empowering females, especially in their faith and leadership, based on what you've experienced? Um, I would just say um, that just to be encouraging um, to the girls and women, um, just to give them the opportunities and experiences um, and it's just amazing how um, change can um, change our lives. Anything, uh, kind of final thoughts? You got a free shot here. People are listening from all our locations that you want to say about Southridge or you know, how we can be better in the future. You get the free shot. Um, I would just challenge us to just continue to grow and learn um, alongside these young girls um, in the program and just to become more um, aware of this issue and also women i would just encourage um them to join the next step which is an adult leadership program um and to just get involved and educated very good uh i say this every time uh i get the opportunity to be with a younger or next gen leader that uh you from our existing senior leadership's perspective you are not our future you are our present And it's great Mm -hmm. to be able to hear your voice uh, speaking into the heart of God of who we would become today, not 10 years from now, not when you're quote unquote old enough to, you've demonstrated in the last half hour, Hannah, that you're old enough to right now. And I hope that you'll lean into that confidence and realize I've got a voice and my peers have a voice in who God is shaping us to become today. We love that. And we just are thrilled by the now intergenerational way that God is Uh, speaking to us and growing us and weaving our hearts together. It's been a privilege to hear from you today. All the best at Eden. I'll see you around the halls from time to time. (laughs) And uh, yeah, good luck next year with your gap year and everything that God wants to do in you in the future. 
Thank you. Really appreciate you being here. And uh, thanks to all of you for listening again. We'll see you next week as we continue finding our way together. Take care, everyone. Bye.